the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Broadcasting from the Hamptons, actually, and uh, although the Hamptons is beautiful in the fall, actually, it's it's just probably more magnificent for most of us. Goes back to our school days. We kind of consider it the end of summer because you go back to school. It's the end of summer. So you're listening to Ion Real Estate, and I'm here with also Ace and, and Esther. Ace is our financial expert. You can call us at eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. So I have a question. I'll take my caller, but before, and we're going to talk. There are some questions that people have um, just sent us uh, online so that we can answer them, and we're going to talk a little about that. And then, Ace, you've got some interesting stuff to talk about finance, and then I've got some things that I think you'll really find a lot of fun and interesting. But before I do that, uh, let me take a question from Pauline. Hi, Pauline. Happy Hi. Labor Day Weekend. I'm a fellow Jewess because I'm, I married a Jew for 30 something years. <laughs> I was just funny when you guys were talking about your kids. Um, yes. I also have an only child in here. I don't really get to see him as much because he's very successful in his career. But having a granddaughter, you guys haven't had a granddaughter, grandchild? Oh my God, that's the best part. <laughs> oh no! My grandson is good too. Yeah. Two grandsons. Well, oh, yeah, you have one good. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, was I have like. two. I didn't hear that, but I was like, oh, that's the that's the best part of it all. Daddy, how many grand? One. What do you have? One. I only have one. I have one daughter, and uh, it's like we were all one. Yeah, one son. And you are too, Pauline. So we're all yeah. moms with one, and I was like, well, and working know. women. Yeah, and working and... Well, I have not had to work. And the funny thing is when I went to college, I tried to go into Baruch when they had a real estate program and they canceled that. So I ended up in international business. I never finished my degree. And um, I actually am really curious about being in real estate internationally, not just... You know, I really don't want to be like just a real estate person. What is your vision? I I want to move around a lot. I want to find places. All right, stop for a second. Esther and I, during the break, were just talking about that, about vision. So, you know, what are you seeing? Like, what is it that you see for yourself? Somebody who's in real estate knows about it, but not... Actually... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No. In other words, you see yourself as uh, having a niche that's greater than what, you know, where you are. So you want to be international? Is that kind of what you're thinking? Right. But there's a, a, a slant to it because of the global warming. I mean, there's a lot of places that people are spending so much money on. They're not going to be able, they're going to lose their shirts because 
there is not sustainable where they are with all the crazy weather that's happening. I mean, the big cities, I mean, New York, Miami, all of them, L.A., all that stuff is not going to be worth much in the future. And I don't well, want you know, to it's funny you should say that just because it's expensive. No, I, 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 it's funny you should say that because um, I, I just got through reading. I already have it with me. I'm not sure if I do or don't. But I just got through reading an article that talked about, especially places like Florida or, or the Northeast where there's coastal property, which is going for an arm and a leg. And, you know, with all the global warming and, and with the flooding, they're trying to say that there are properties inner properties that are not near the water that people sometimes overlook and they might be worth a lot of money when you can buy them up very cheap now. Um, so I don't know. But in any event, you want to be knowledgeable uh, about all these places. And I'm going to, I can tell you my opinion. It would be my opinion, but I'm going to talk to Esther who yeah. runs a school, sure. who has a school for real estate. Sure. Your, so well, first of all, let me give you some good news, Pauline. Since you did not complete at Baruch, your degree in two weeks, believe it or not, the entrance to being a real estate agent is very easy. So one, you can do it online as well as come into class. So once you have your real estate license, you can specialize. And, you know, real estate is global. It's generic. Location, location, location applies all over the world. And if you want global warming and if you want an environmentalist twist on it, we have fantastic courses on green as a subject, on global as a subject, international as a subject. And it's really an easy entrance, and you can do it in person. You could do it online. But real estate is real estate throughout the world, and international or global is very applicable. I know we here in New York City, we have to understand the global community because the different cultures coming to Manhattan or Manhattan going out and the different environmental factors involved. There's an entire course and curriculum on the type of subjects that you would enjoy, which is what makes this an incredible profession that you could take your own background, your own mission, your own purposefulness in life and your own vision of what you want, look into your own personality, DNA, what makes you who you are, and then apply it to the real estate world, whether it's in the commercial end, the retail end, the residential. There are so many, the industrial, the environmental, the global. So I think you're on the right track to feel that you can come into this. And unfortunately, Baruch at the time closed down the real estate uh, division. And I remember those days because, you know, I've been around a long time. Uh, because they didn't have enough people who wanted to come and pay four and five times more that they were charging than some of these independent schools that you could go and get your license. So I wish I'm you a lot of good luck. I'm not, I'm, can you tell me the, the actual place that you recommend? Is it your school, right? Because I've yeah. heard for, I heard you, you've subbed for, for um, Dottie before, and I remember she had talked about you way before, about your school. Ooh, so how do you. I find about you mean where somebody to remembers? go? I like to take some courses in person, but once I move out of New York, I don't, you know, I, I like the is. online version as well. He's my international. Pauline to go yeah, my, so on a website or yes, how she gets my global, my global line is, and it's simple to remember, realestateacademy.com. 
realestateacademy.com and it'll give you all the information. And by the way, Pauline, I don't know you, but I just launched my new site two days ago. And so thank you. Perfect it's the first timing. time I'm making perfect your time and timing and life it's is everything. It's talk to you. It's funny. Yeah. I, I love yeah. the show and I love the, the guest that Dottie always brings in. It's really oh, like. Oh, Pauline, really we perfect. love you. And yeah. thanks for being a part of Iowa. Thank you. Keep and on have listening. a great weekend. Yes, thank Enjoy. you. Enjoy. Good luck. Yeah, she's great. She's great. She's great. Oh, that was fun. So, yeah. And if you're lististening you're listening to Iowa Real Estate. I have some questions that uh, came in. Some came in during the show and some came in a little bit before, like during the week. Well, this was one. It was, Dear Daddy, my son is going to start law school this fall, but he says he's changed his mind and wants to get a real estate license. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh my goodness. This is my day. My lawyer's son is not going to be a lawyer. Doesn't want to be a lawyer. Well, what should I tell him? First of all, this is such a great question and for anyone who's listening. And it's Matt from Manhattan. Who anyone who's listening, there is probably not one person graduating today college whose parents spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're leaving these horrendous loans behind, loans. It is such a great question because when you look at television and you look at the profession, everyone seems to think, oh, my God, look at me. I could be the million-dollar listing broker, and I can make millions of dollars, and I could become rich. So it's a profession that's really much misunderstood. It is not as simple as all of that. It is much more complicated. It is much more skill-oriented. And yes. so I want to go back to this attorney who's graduating. You thought you're going to have a lawyer's son. I remember when my son first graduated University of Maryland and called me, he got this great job that he loves. I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm working at Disneyland. I said, you think I paid for college for you to work at Disneyland? <laughs> I think you better. No, no, no. This is a true story. And I said, no, no, you better go find a reason for a career that I spent a lot of money for you. So he enrolled in this management career at Bloomingdale's when he got to college. And I want to take that same theory. And that is, it's a very smart thing to do. To first of all, it's easy to get your license. You can do it for like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, realestateacademy.com. Realestateacademy.com. And for two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars, you have a brand new profession. And then, and then let him. This attorney, oh, and you could take that background of legal and understanding ethics, which someone who's studying to be a lawyer can bring to the profession and become extremely successful. I know Dottie and I know but, many but here's attorneys. What I, think. I think that yeah. the law school gives anybody a, a background. background. It's a great background for anything you do because it's a way of thinking. It's how you're taught. It's a thinking thing. Right. Let me say this. We at Douglas Elliman and, and Esther knows this, and in our whole profession, there are people in our company and in the real estate business that are doctors, that veterinarians. are veterinarians, mother. I mean, the wonderful thing is that, again, it would ha- the, I would say you have to love it, okay? And if you love it, you're going to do great in it, but if you're tr- – we, we, if you're doing something that your parents want, but you don't love it, it's hard to really be good at something you don't love. Right. But I will always say get your education, okay? Always get your education. And then, as I said, you know, you try it out and you'll see. That's what I would tell him. I would say, you know what? But if he becomes an attorney, 
a lot a lot of attorneys I know really have a law background, but they don't practice law. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that he has to practice law. Right. He can get that background and still be in real estate. And attorneys, by the way, are automatically licensed in real estate because they went to law school. They can't employ Correct. people, but they can legally take so they can refer business and they can legally take a commission uh, because they're an attorney. So I would say to him, you know what, maybe you should try law school and real estate at the same time. But the law school is not going to hurt him or, or not hurt him. He has to like what he's doing, and that as a mother, sometimes uh, we have to step back and let our kids do what they feel is good for them. Totally. So totally. that's my advice, okay? There's no perfect advice, but, you know, I think that's, you know, that's kind of – I think there was a, um, a book I read years ago where they were talking about love, and they said the ability of – you know, they said there's many definitions of love, but the definition that this author, and I can't recall who it was, said – but the definition that I think is the best is the ability to love somebody for who they are and what they do and what they want to do, and even if it's not something you're, you, know, you love. And for parents, you know, all parents most want their kids to have better than them, have a better job than them, have a better life than them. And sometimes the parent's vision isn't the child's vision. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to kind of step back, guard your child, but let them be themselves. That's Yeah, I agree. I just want to make a mention that on realestateacademy.com, you can also go and do a personality test, an MBTI. We're licensed to do that. And so if your son is interested or anyone is interested in the subject, you can go do your personality and then we'll respond back with the analysis of whether your personality suits this profession. Because especially if you're coming into the residential, you need to really be tolerant of people. You need to like them. You need to be patient. You need a lot of skills that are on a human level that are very sensitive. And you really need to get into the skin of your clients and other people. Now, I, right? I think you give somebody a little thing. If you're interested, it's you should do. Go on that website, take yeah. the test. Uh, MBTI. They now have, they now have artificial intelligence mm-hmm. that will tell you what you're good Correct. at. Correct. Uh, so it's really and 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 as as Esther said, it's not about selling houses. It's about a lifestyle, and you do have to know a lot of things. But since no one knows everything. I've tried to position at our company, and I'm with Esther, that education is no one's an expert in everything. Worry about somebody who thinks that they are great in everything, but we have the experts in every field. And speaking of experts, experts in finance, ACE. Yes, What's going on in the world of finance and mortgaging and things of that nature? Oh, there's so much activity. You know, just listening to Esther talk, you know, know, I've been to her class, and it's, it's so engaging. There's so much excitement in Esther. You definitely don't disappoint. So, but in, in regards to finance, um, the rates are still very low. It's still a lot of activity. You know, on my end, I see a lot of pre-approvals, Dottie. So I know that the market is definitely um, there's there's just so much activity in regards to millennials wanting to buy. So the um, the notion of them not wanting to buy is definitely not true. No, nobody's saying that. I think yeah. if you look at the NAR report, it doesn't say they don't want to buy. They very they, much want to buy. They very much want to buy, yes. It's saying that a lot of them are saddled, and we've talked about this on the show before, with what they think student debt or they don't have the down payment. And with uh, citizens, 
there's a lot of programs where people really don't have to put as much down. So oh, there's, uh, there's, I always tell them to call yeah. you and don't be sh- don't don't think that you can't afford it until they call you, call Ace, and he'll tell you whether what you need to qualify or how much you qualify for. Dottie, correct? yes. I mean, we have 5% down, 10% down, Dottie. Yeah. So, you know, leveraging financing is key. But what I am seeing here is that what? there's a lot of construction um, to perm, especially out, out east. Say They're, that again. So you guys you are in the Hamptons I'm... today, right? So I yes. get so many customers that are looking – to rebuild or even you know buy land and build build up so a lot of construction to perm um is definitely the yeah, trend and that, today listen you know i i'm not going to do it on this show it's labor day yeah. weekend and, but it's a good thing people ask you know a lot of times different questions to me you know how do i start something or i, I kind of lost my job or i was I semi-retired or I didn't get the job I wanted. What can I do? What about real estate as an investment? And I tell people, well, you don't want to start off buying like a, a huge office building when you don't have experience, but you might. And we've done some shows and we'll do them again in the fall on starting out in real estate. And one thing I can tell you, on the low end of any market, the demand is always larger. You know, like the higher you go up, like you'll see prices in New York, 40, 50 million. But I mean, there's not millions of people that are going to spend that. Okay. Yeah. So the entry level market is always usually the biggest market provided somebody can get finance. And you can look around and find like a single family home if you're handy or you know somebody or you know contractors and really fix it up and turn it around. And I think Esther talked to one of the callers before who was asking about staging. Most people, when they walk into a property, are visual. So that's what they see. They can't. They don't have the vision to see what it could be. Or, so you can make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, or, die, or, I, or purchasing a two-family home, too. You can yeah. utilize the rental income um, to qualify for even more. So And Ace can get you the financing. So you just have to call either 866-970-962. Or call radio show at elements.com or, you know, email us about that. Um, Can I ask a a something? Yeah. Because I've noticed in the industry, so all these kids who are graduating from college and they're coming and, of course, they have all this money they owe them. So here's what I found that is interesting, and I want your opinion on financing. The parents are shocked, first of all, at the rent these kids have to pay. And so often they have to be the guarantors. And so often it's two and three of them, and sometimes one leaves. So we've been encouraging a lot of these baby boomers' parents. I want to take it away from the millennials for a moment. And the baby boomers to realize when they can remember interest rates, it's 15, 16, 17, 18%, where you can advantage right now of under 5%, invest in this child's even a studio that you can even put an extension wall on it and put two girls in there, which is what they do. New York. This is really all over. Yeah. We have listeners from exactly. all over the country. Yeah. It's an option. Okay. It's an opportunity. You're helping your child, but you're also making an investment. And that's if you buy right. That's, that's a great okay? question. I don't want to tell anybody yeah. that it's a guarantee because it's not. But if you buy right, you're going to pay rent. And if you have to subsidize your kids, uh, Sometimes that's what a lot of parents do across the country, if they can afford to. So, Ace, do you find such clients? We have a break coming up, so you're going to have to hold that question. Ace, when we come back of the break, we'll answer Esther's question. And uh, I have a question that came in. Is it a good idea to combine a mortgage that's almost paid off with a home equity loan? 
Okay, that's from a, a listener. And we'll be right back with the answer to that question from Ace W, who runs our finance and is the CEO of all of the financial things that we do on the Eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. We'll be right back after the break. It's eleven thirty. Right back. Bye. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're, we're on our last day of uh, the weekend, the last weekend of what we think is the summer, even though I think that hopefully the weather will be still great. And we're talking about a little bit of financing. And, of course, it's it's the weekend, and it's kind of a light weekend. But what I think the main point is about financing ACE is that don't underestimate what you can afford or what you – it's not even what you can afford. It's what you're comfortable with spending, right? Yeah, that's – So yeah. you just speak to ACE and you call Citizens Bank. ACE, how do they get in touch with you again? Um, you on can, the radio show or else? Yeah, on the radio, or you can email at ace.w at citizensbank.com. Citizensbank.com. Now, there was a question right before the break that uh, someone uh, I think Esther asked. Esther was asking, right? No, no. Yeah. There was a question oh. from a, a person. Okay. Esther was asking. Well, she'll ask a question. But before, I said before she asked that question, there was somebody that emailed us why it might be a good idea to combine. They have a four and a half years left on their mortgage. Okay. They also have a home equity loan. Would it be wise to combine the two into one loan? If they only have four and a half years left, it may not be, Dottie, just because they've paid off most of their interest already, unless they're looking to combine their mortgage with a much lower rate, right? So it really depends on where they are in terms of their rate. So right. um, it's not a one answer um, fits so all. So you're saying type it depends? Depends on, you know, I mean, look, if they only have four and a half years left, I would say just prepay because they're, they're pretty much paying most of their principal now. Well, you know what? I kind of tried to – I don't know anything near what you know, and that's one of the things I was talking to Esther about that I try to live by, that you you find the best in every different category. And so financing, it's you. And, 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 and so um, – but I kind of Google that question, and, you know, it's amazing. You don't have to go to a library <laughs> to find out any answer. And their answer was what you're saying – while it sounds simpler to make one payment instead of two, getting a new loan would be about the worst decision you can make. It and really I usually never tell people what to do. Yes. Because I don't want a lawsuit. It all, lawsuit. And it all also, depends on their situation, right? Yes. So. It's all their situation, and I never tell people what to do because I tell them this is what I would do, and you have to be in their situation. And like we, I said to Esther, you can help your kids if you have the money. A lot of people don't have the means, so some of them do it through credit. Some of them do through co-signing. Some, some can't do it at all. And if they can't, there's a lot of programs that some of the government provides that you can look into if you're a first-time buyer. There's just a lot of things. You just need to call us at 866-970-962 and find out the answer. Now, Esther, you had a question for Ace right before the break. Right. So the question was about um, those children that are renting the apartment days. Yeah. And then instead of paying such high rents that they do and not get the tax advantages and equity buildup, can you can you address that topic in terms of 
what an opportunity, and if you're seeing an opportunity where the parents are buying for the children oh, or for themselves. It's, it's definitely a trend, um, Esther, right? So you see that a, a lot with kids that are going to universities, especially with international students where the oh. parents are buying real estate as an investment right. along with um, you know, their, their child going to university here in the States. So I would like to see more of, like, you know, I guess, our local um, parents do that, but you know, there's, there's a huge trend in international um, students uh, with their parents you know, buying I, for them as well. You're right. And again, if you can do it, I didn't do it, and I should have. My, when my daughter went to college, I found a rental for her and uh, after she got out of college. And uh, she said, Mom, why don't you just buy the apartment? Yeah. Right. You know, uh, I don't want to tell you it was in a great location. It was a doorman building. It was not far from Bloomingdale's. Uh, and I probably could have bought it for 250000 and I didn't. I rented it. And so I, yeah. it's very good advice if yeah. you can afford it. Yes. But I do know that I was in Florida, and I met these uh, customers that were clients of ours uh, from, I think they were Beijing. I'm not sure where they were from, but they they, they, saw that they bought their first apartment in, in the U.S. because of their child. But right. then... Yeah. They got all their friends to buy because you know you're more you're always comfortable with also people that you're comfortable with, and so and internationally that is really a huge trend. It is. It it really is. And and another thing with buying near universities is you always have that cycle of students coming in, right? So the rental. Um, it's always going to be there, especially if you buy near that's the That's such a good point, Ace. University. And yeah. that doesn't mean necessarily only New York. So if you're listening Correct. with anywhere you're listening, if you're buying near a university, whether it's New York or no matter what state it's in, and it's an investment property or your child happens to be going to school at the time, usually, and again, you have to buy it right, okay? But usually it'll be... It'll, it'll rent because yes. there's always kids that want to, you know, that don't live in the dorm and want to rent. Correct. So that's a good investment if the numbers are right. I did that with Richard when he went to University of Maryland. He didn't want to stay in the dorm. I bought this little studio condominium for about $40,000. Wow. And then when he finished college, I said, what should I do? He says, well, my pizza guy wants to rent it, Mom. Yeah. And as it turned out, the pizza guy is still renting that studio. Oh, my goodness. And, and in secret, yes, in secret, <laughs> I know he rents it out to someone else, and he gets the positive cash flow of the difference. So I've let it go, but it carries the apartment, and this is how many years really? later? Over 20, 30 years later. but she, yeah. you're a real estate It's in our portfolio. I think I said when I was introducing Esther in the beginning of the show, among all her talents, she's a real estate. She has tons of property, and she knows how to buy. So if you need advice on on, on investing in residential real estate, she's an ace. An ace. <laughs> you're a millennial, and you yeah. have invested in real estate. I don't, how many properties did you buy so far since I know you even? A lot. Oh, a lot. A lot, Dottie. I, I truly believe, you know, in, in real estate, it's, it's the yeah. best I way mean, to build wealth. I mean, this is not, you know, someone who says, listen to what I do, but I don't, I, you know, listen to what I tell you to do, but I never do it. I mean, you really live it because I, I watch. I should follow you. I was always, I could have invested more, but I, I was always busy running the company, and so I didn't take time to do some of the things that I should have for myself personally. And I think as women, a lot of us do that. We tend to put everybody else. And, and if I had bought every overpriced property, 
and I asked her, you all agree with me on For this. Sure. If I bought every overpriced property like that was out in the 90s, mm-hmm. or I would be a millionaire just from the properties. Absolutely. Okay? Now, it's no guarantee, <laughs> but over the long haul, it, it's usually good if you buy right. Ace, before I, the NAR came out with a story it said stu- that their study says that most millennials don't have a qualifying credit score. It said 39% of millennials without a mortgage have a prime or better score, and the majority are facing higher delinquency rates on personal loans. And they're saying that more people, millennials, would buy, but they're getting, sometimes they just can't afford to, not because they don't make the income. Uh, they don't, um, or, or sometimes they don't have good credit. Do you find that with millennials, or do you find that with everyone? You know, it's it's not really millennial specific, but you know what I do find in millennials is that sometimes they don't have enough trade lines. Doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have good credit. Just means that they're really um, into just using maybe one credit card. So you you definitely see a trend there where where they don't really believe in having more than one or two. Um, they use a lot of their points, and they want to collect the points. So it's just you know a different type of behavior, right? So it doesn't mean that they have bad credit. It just means that you know they're maybe using just one or two, and you know right now. Well, that's why we yeah. have the credit coach. Now on we have the credit coach exactly. Yes. So and because they 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 say that um, often young people on their credit they start their credit journey with a couple of mistakes. But in the end, these mistakes create opportunities because that's how we all learn, usually by our mistakes. Um, and they learn how to use and build credit responsibly. And that's why I always say that go to Citizens and Ace and chat with them a little about the steps before you're ready to buy. Yeah. Okay? And even if you're not ready to buy, it's, it's, it's a good thing to do. Now, you need a credit store of, it says that um, older millennials, 29 to 35, and let me define what defines millennials. Millennial home buyers are on the average 31 years old with an income, now this is a national, not New York City alone, uh, of 64,000. And uh, the younger millennials that are 22 to 28, uh, and uh, the older ones are 29 to 35. So the older ones are now starting to have families and children. And they're looking to buy. So what you would recommend they call you and yeah. you'll look at their credit first or what, how, how are you going to go I, about it? I would it? always recommend all of, all of our listeners, if they're looking to even go out with a real estate agent or just to look at a couple of homes, just get pre-approved. Talk to, talk to a loan officer first um, so that you have time in case you know there is a blemish on your credit report or you need to save more on a down payment. So give, allow yourself some time. So start early, and I would say start at the inception of, of, of looking at a home. And all of that, credit is king. Credit is okay? king. And you don't realize if you see a, a good loan, like a, a number, and you say, well, that's a great price loan, you're not going to get that loan if you have if your credit isn't pristine. So, and whether you're buying a car or a house, anything you might be buying, credit is so important. So, knowing that and fixing that before you apply for a mortgage, and that's what Ace and Citizens Bank will do for you. Before you apply, once you apply, they already have it. You can't fix it's it. Too late. So you can yeah. fix it. It's too late. Okay. You have to redo it. So do it before. It's going to save you a lot of money. And remember, you might have great credit. You don't even know that somebody made a mistake on your credit. Okay? So we'll be right back. Um, Somebody asked me, what's the very best time of the year to buy a house? 866-970-9622.
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And you know, it's funny, during the breaks when we're just talking amongst ourselves and with Stephen and Esther and Ace and uh, myself, we all have different ideas on how we did things. And that's the beauty of what I try to do with the show. And that's the beauty of the country we live in, that you can have different opinions and that based on your circumstances, everyone is going to have a, maybe a different way and there's no one size fits all. So if you read an article that tells you this is what you should do, it doesn't mean it's the right timing for you. Maybe you're, you know, it doesn't mean it, it, it might be. So we try to give you different options of things that you could do and might work for you, but again, when somebody does like a financial plan, they look at your age, they look at what's your goals, what do you want to achieve? Uh, what, do you have responsible children? Like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. So uh, we're trying, it's things that you should think about, listen and do some homework, and then you do what's good for your personal situation. But Ace, had I invested at your age and starting investing, I would <laughs> never have to work, ever. Never has worked. So I think you're really a good example of somebody who really understands it and actually lives it, doesn't just talk about it. Yeah, and, and so is Esther, because Esther, you've had real estate investments your entire life, uh, well before the academy. I think right. you're right. So yeah. you always believed in real estate. Yes. Yes. And, and and believed in it because I was born into it. The first few dollars my parents had when they came to America. They came to Brooklyn. My parents said, why should we pay rent? Let's buy a two-family house. And so I was really brought up in a home where you just don't pay landlords. You have to find a way. Even if we lived in the basement, but we rented the first and second right. floor. It's right. so interesting. The most important thing I ever, ever did was to buy a piece of property when See? I was younger. Yeah. It it has seen me through the right. whole rest of my life. Totally. It's always gone up. It was the totally. best investment. It wasn't that fluid. Totally. So, I was, right. you know, it wasn't like a stock I would sell it and everything it was very important. But my mother yeah. and father, it's yeah. interesting that you mentioned that, they were afraid to buy a piece <gasps> of property. They felt safer renting, which... Stephen, well, when I read your book... It's so true. I was thinking to myself, wow, he has similar parents and similar background. And you came from Brooklyn in your book, your memoir, memoir book. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, my parents were totally opposite in that they couldn't even imagine paying a landlord. And here were your parents who were in fear. Right. Isn't it funny? Amazing. But they were well, always- isn't that kind of rich dad, poor dad? And it, it, a lot kind of, of exactly. Yes, exactly. I remember my dad who worked for the city, would say to my brother, when you get through with college, get a city job. Get a city job. That's what my father had a city job. Okay, because he looked at the security of a city job. The pension, the pay was never the uh, It was the depression. And we were in a severe car accident where my dad was out of work, I don't know, five months. And had he had any other job, we would have lost everything. We would have Mm -hmm. lost our house. But because he was... With the city, they paid him full pay, even when he was, you know, out for so long. So in his mind, that is the right thing to do, be a a civil service worker and have those benefits. So everyone has a different... Now, Ace, your parents, 
background wise, a lot of it influences who you are, right? Yeah, no, you d- did your parents like uh, so? So my dad, estate? my dad bought and sold homes, so he invested in real estate. And really, I, I was yeah, wow. I was, yeah. I, it was just Ace really doesn't know anything else. I know, See, I, didn't I know. Even know that. I've met yeah. your parents; they're lovely. But I didn't know that. Yeah, when I was so, young, he would bring me around. We would, you know, fix up a couple of homes and rent it wow. out. And that's why it's How always terrific. been in my DNA, I think, you know. Isn't that How interesting? Terrific. My father, well, I would say to him, Dad, you're a school teacher. You only make $12,000 a year. Ricky's father drives around in a Cadillac. And my father would say, yeah, but I can't get fired. And See? that was the <laughs> thing. tenure. Right. And, right. and each one found security in their own. In their My own parents as entrepreneurs found security in the sky's the limit. We can do whatever we want. Nobody tells us. And the other side of it is, as, as my husband, who was a professor uh, and is still a professor, has the most amazing pension plan for the rest of his life. Sorry, Ben, if you're listening. I do admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> and the security of it is always, always will be there. So it's interesting. Different strokes for different yeah. folks. But real estate... If I could go back and tell my father one thing, it would be, Dad, buy real estate no matter what it is. It's, you know, the safest way. Well, it's funny. All your books are about real estate. About real estate, I know. And you should read Stephen's books. They're great. I I love real estate. I love owning my home. I love the whole idea of it. It's That makes me feel hugely secure. So, you know, Stephen, it is the new religion called real estate. (laughs) Called real estate. I love it. That is the book. I love it. But, so anyhow, what is everyone doing? Because I'm going to tell you again, if you have don't have plans, I the Hanson Classics, you can come out, visit us, visit us at the Element booth. At Douglas Elm, we have a great booth. It's only, as I think he said, $10 a person or $20 for a for carload. For a whole carload. So you can bring yeah. a carload of people. And as Esther said, there's something for everyone. There's petting zoos. There's tons of clothes. There's the horses. They're beautiful. The riders. There's food. You I can mean, adopt it's a, a dog. Yeah. Networking. Networking. Yes. Meeting yes. new friends. Yes. Yeah. So what do you do on the weekends? Ace? Ace, what I, are you doing? I, I actually might go out to the Hanson Classics today, Dottie, so I might see you there. Oh, yeah, you might yeah. because I, uh, I, they have me going every day, but I really <laughs> couldn't go every day. However, uh, we have people in, and we've been sponsoring a Douglas Element for so many years. Uh, we were sponsoring before we were even Douglas Elements. So uh, it's kind of like an old home. And people just walk around, and after a while, some, you know, everyone's kind of friendly, and you just kind of at your leisure walk around, watch the horses. Watch the celebrities. And celebrity watch and see who's in the crowd. Uh, it's can I experience. can I give a big shout to my uh, sister-in-law? Tomorrow I'm having all my family over for a brunch because they're celebrating a big uh, anniversary. So that's happening tomorrow while the horses are raising my sister-in-law. Congratulations. So, yeah. so I'm going to be doing no cooking. I'm just calling Goldbergs, and they're delivering everything. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's a guide to an Esther easy life. Yeah. As a cook. <laughs> She dials in. Excuse me. Excuse me. Remember my matzo ball soup, please. Oh, it was excellent. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank she you. makes great matzo balls. Otherwise, she dials. So, Ace, you might, I might see you there today. Yes, yes. I, I'll definitely be there t- tomorrow also. Uh, and if not, and again, I think the, we've had, I mean, it was hot. I admit that. But I'd rather have the heat than rain. I think we're going to get through with a nice weekend. I mean, I think it's not going to hopefully rain. I I'm doing a rain day. Rain is lucky, by the way, for the horses. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it was I'll never forget, it was about four or five years ago mm-hmm. when they predicted a hurricane. And they predicted it like the day, like by Friday or Saturday, they predicted this big hurricane. So the people that were out in the Hamptons to come and see the horses went left because it was, and the hurricane never happened. Okay. Right. right. And the Hampton Classics really didn't have a lot of people as much as they should have because people went home. And I'm careful, but I've been there in rain, shine, or obviously it's nicer in sun, but I've been there in mud. It's just a great experience. We hope we'll see you there. Bring um, your umbrella. I yeah. wanted to go this because somebody had asked me, and Southampton Hospital, by the way, which really, uh, they have a whole site on ticks, and you can get so much information. But something that I think is important, especially, you know, if you're out and about and you're walking and people ask, gee, how do I, you know, how do I not get them? And you have to check for them daily. And if you have young kids, you want to check them also. And I, ha- I asked Southampton to send me a little information. And they said to tell our listeners, and it's 866-970-9622, check under the arms and around the ears. Okay, this is, okay, inside the belly button. I have somebody do that Behind for the knees. <laughs> Why, well, you can't see it, Stephen? Yeah, <laughs> I know. But behind the knees, between the legs, and around the waist, and on the hairline and scalp. Parents should check their children thoroughly. And I'm not saying this about the Hamptons necessarily, it's just about ticks. Remove, wash, and dry clothing on high, you know, when they get in, Put, you know, on high heat as soon as possible after spending time outdoors, okay? And shower as soon as possible. And then you put the clothes in a high, uh, in a, uh, hot, hot water. Pull socks up over pants, legs, and tuck in shirts when outdoors to prevent ticks from climbing underneath the clothing. Um, insect repellent or treated clothing can also be helpful in keeping ticks off the body, uh, Create a tick-safe yard. I know with my yard, I, I, by mowing the lawn, and I have it always treated for ticks. Treat dogs and cats for ticks as recommended by your veterinarians. So, and to get them out, the best way, if you see a tick, tweezers are the best tool that you can place the tweezers as close to the skin and try to grab the tick's head or just above it. Uh, and then after you do that, you put, like, you know, some kind of disinfectant or peroxide or alcohol, uh, and pay attention to your health for a few weeks after being bitten by a tick because uh, they say it, you know, and you can see maybe if you develop a rash fever or whatever. But, you know, it's not the, it's not the deer that gives the ticks. It's the ticks attach themselves to the deer, I think. Yeah. And then. That's exactly right. Is that exactly how it happens? Yeah. They're, they're like tick magnets. Absolutely. Um, so. Dottie, by the way. I was told when I bought the house in East Hampton, wear all white so that when before you get into the house, you can see the ticks on your body. And I'm big on just wearing white. Wear all white. It's also a good idea to do that when you're uh, walking in a dark street and there's no lights and people can't see you. Oh, yes. Don't be riding a bicycle without a reflector (laughs) or something. You're entrepreneurial. Why don't we open up a, a tick inspection school? Ticker run. Ticker run. Wave.com. Call yeah. us. So I'll see Great you all idea. at the... Uh, Happy Labor I'll Day. I'll see you all at the Element booth at the Hampton Classics, and I'll probably see you later, Ace. Yep. Um, here's to a happy, healthy, and great Labor Day weekend. We'll be here next week.
Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.